Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Well, it was a hard week here in the Valley. You know, for those of you who are local Phoenix people, Arizona State lost to the University of Spoiled Southern California uh, in dramatic fashion. The Arizona Cardinals lost to the Miami Dolphins. And then the election was lost. I mean, so for those of you who are like me, I guess we just got to wait four more years and vote Kanye then. So, you know, congratulations to President-elect <laughs> Biden. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Matthew. Um, My mic was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we lost. I ruined your intro. Kanye didn't. Kanye didn't make it, man. You know. So. No, he didn't. What a sad day, huh? <sighs> yeah, you know, it's only a, four it's more sad, years though. I'll go by quick. <laughs> it's a it's a sad day for democracy. It's a sad day for America. People are dancing in the street. So, <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the Suns Jam session. I'm your co-host John. I'm joined as always by my good partner Matthew. How are you doing today, man? How's your Sunday? Doing really good, dude. How are you doing? John and all the jamsters out there. I'm I'm doing okay. You know, I would have liked yeah. the Cardinals to have won. I would have liked Arizona thing. State to to have won. I would like to win in fantasy football. You know, it's, why do I always go against Dalvin Cook? Like last week I go against oh him in one league, he scores God. like 50 something points. I go up against him in another league, he scores 50 fucking points. Tired Has it shit. ever happened back to back? I've never seen that. Usually it's like an off week and then the next week he'll hit it up again, but this guy's killing it. I have him on one of my teams. You lucky So it's dog. like almost like an automatic win every week with that guy. Yeah, it's unreal, man. It's like it, it almost reminds me of like the days of the Danian Tomlinson. Like that's what I was Danian Tomlinson, you just knew you were gonna win. You're like, oh yeah, that's pencil me in for 40 every yeah. week. So it's kind of rough, you know. It's, it's been one of those too. one of those weekends, but there's a lot of positive things going on. Uh, you know, for those of you who are joining us, thank you. You know, this is the Suns Jam Session podcast, and this is where the positive stuff does happen. So we don't dwell on the fact that Arizona State lost a football game. We don't dwell on the fact that the Cardinals lost a football game. We don't dwell on the fact that Kanye just didn't win this time, and we got to wait till 2024. Okay? What we do talk about is the Phoenix Suns, a team that we absolutely love, and, you know, we'd like to sit back, ha- pop open beers, and talk about the Phoenix Suns. So if this is your first time joining us, we appreciate it. If you're one of our regulars, welcome back. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. That's right, Matthew Lissy. And then if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you press subscribe and hit the bell every time we go live, which is on Sunday nights and Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You'll know that we are live and you can come and join. So welcome, everybody. Lots to talk about today. It's funny when we're doing our last podcast. Now that we're doing these twice a week, I prefaced it by saying, "Hey, it might only be thirty minutes. We're, we typically do an hour, but it might be only thirty minutes." And like we went over easily. Yeah, like, not. It, a it's, it's actually it's super easy to do, man. I mean, we're already three minutes in. Can you believe that? We talked about nothing. 
We can congr- yeah. we congratulate Joe Biden, but we're sad Kanye lost. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We spent three minutes doing three that. minutes on that. <laughs> Kudos to us. Well, what are we going to talk about on this pod? Uh, well, Talking Stick is no longer the name of the arena where the Suns played down there on uh, 201 East Jefferson. So we're going to kind of go down that rabbit hole of what they could potentially rename it. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, Bleach Report put out another one of their really fun articles pertaining to how every NBA team can fix, fix its biggest weakness. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, then we're just going to talk about a couple other things. You know, I mean, we now officially know that the NBA is going to be back on December 22nd. So we're about a month and a half away from that. So a lot of things are going to be firing in a lot of different areas. So plenty to talk about, man. You got a beer yeah. this time? You're going to crack open oh, a beer with me? Look what I got. Look who has a day off tomorrow. So oh. I'm going to actually hit this thing up, dude. Extra oh. large, too. Oh, man. man. Tall boy for no, Matthew. Cost me 11 bucks, but, you know, special <laughs> occasion. Worth, worth every ounce. Well, I've got a Bud Light. <laughs> you got a Coors Light. So Coors let's crack, Light. crack Coors them and open. Cowboys. Coors and Cowboys, they lost too. Let's talk Suns, baby. (laughs) So Talking Stick Resort announced on Friday that its five-year agreement with the Phoenix Suns over the naming rights to its arena is over. It has concluded U.S. Airway Center became Talking Stick Resort Arena at the start of the 2015-16 season. It was actually mid-December 2014, I think. And they said in a press release this past week that it began negotiations with the Suns in early 2020 prior to the pandemic to renew their naming rights. And the resort ultimately decided not to renew. So can you believe it's already been named Talking Stick Resort Arena for five years, Matthew? Like, that went by quick. It honestly seems about right. But seriously, I can kind of care less a little bit. Usually I'm a big, big guy on look and how you look on the floor and how you play because of the way you look. But the actual name of an arena, I don't know. I haven't really cared as much. I still call it AWA. And I still call Chase Bob. Is it still Chase? Chase Field? Yeah, it's or still. Or did they change too? Yeah, that's still Chase. But it's still on, the Bob to me. Yeah, no, I, I see that on Twitter too, but it's so true. I still say AWA America West Arena. I forget. It was Talking Stick Arena maybe two years ago for me when I finally kind of got the hint a little bit that it changed after three years. So it's been kind of quick, but I mean, do we have any idea what the new name might be? I don't think there's been any speculation, but it's definitely something we're going to open up a can of worms here pretty quick on. Uh, it's it's interesting you say that, though, because Talking Stick Resort Arena, it's just not one of those names that is iconic. You knew it was just one of those kind of corporate Band-Aids slapped on top of the arena uh, that could... And you knew that with that, you were going to get a gazillion commercials showing Talking Stick Resort Arena. I mean, watching it in the bubble, man. How annoying were all those commercials? <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm, glad those, I know, I right? I'm glad I don't have to sit. It's like, I'm glad political commercials over. I'm glad I don't have to watch Talking Stick Resort Arena commercials anymore during yeah. the commercial breaks of Suns games. Oh, those were murderous, right? I mean, I don't know. It was probably once every other commercial. It would be the same commercial over and over and over again. So, I mean, it got to the point where you had to mute the commercials, dude. It was that bad. But yeah, I mean, you, what are you going to do? I, I don't know what you're going to do. But I tell you what, it, it wasn't iconic. It's over. That's fine. To me, it is still America West Arena. That's what it originally was called back in 92, 93 when they opened that bad boy up. Uh, what was your favorite moment at Talking Stick? Talking Stick. Oh, that's tough, dude. I think actually going to the game, if, if I were to go, if I were to talk about my favorite moment, it would be the last game I think that was ever, ever played there under that name. It would be 
the um, the Bucks game. I took my mom there because I got free tickets. So we went to the game. A sick game. They won the game. That was an awesome moment. That's the one I can think of that was positive out of all the moments. What about you? Well, I mean, there there really wasn't a lot of positive moments there. You look at their record, their record inside that arena since it became known as Talking Stick, and they were eighty-one and one fifty for a winning percentage of thirty-five percent. So it's not like there was a lot of like amazing moments that happened in that arena while it was called Talking Stick. I probably think my favorite moment in there is I went and saw Garth Brooks on my birthday. You know, so it wasn't even like a Suns game that I saw. Take your mom too, like I did. No, no, no. no. I took my. my, Yeah, I took the misses. Okay, and it was a it was a fantastic concert. I've seen a lot of really good uh, musical acts come through the Eagles. Although that's back when it was U.S. Airways Center. But yeah, I mean, again, that's that's what it comes down to. It's like it wasn't a bunch of great uh, memories inside that building because they resided over the Phoenix Suns organization during a time of constant rebuild. So hopefully, you know, everything's kind of aligning for the Suns to truly rise from the ashes and be a Phoenix, whether whether it be New Jersey's, the Valley Jersey's, whether it be the new workout facility that's over on 44th Street in Camelback, and now the naming rights to Talking Stick Resort Arena. I mean, it's like thing after thing is lining up for us to really have this fantastic opportunity to be a team that is just totally rebranded and has appealing to free agents coming in here. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I mean... I mean, the name doesn't really matter as much. I mean, Madison Square Garden sticks out, but that's always exactly. been the same. Staples Center, even though it's branded, it just fits for some reason, doesn't it? Staples Center just sounds great. Yeah. Even though I've never never shopped there totally overpriced. So I <laughs> I'm guess an kinda, office max kind of guy. Yeah, it kind of matches the Lakers. A little bit overpriced over there, but I just I think that one's the greatest one. But besides that, dude, I, I think the name itself shouldn't change anything for free agents or anything like that. So it yeah, wouldn't be a drastic won't. change at all. No. And it's it's well needed because you look at like for those of you who aren't from Phoenix, you just take a look around the valley and you we have Gila River Arena, which is where the the Coyotes play. So that's named after uh, another casino, the Gila River Casino. You have the Salt yeah. River Fields at Talking Stick, which is where the D- Dimebacks and the Colorado Rockies have spring training. Uh, you have Auction Pavilion, which is another casino. So like in the the Valley of the Sun, all the arenas and uh, outdoor venue places are named after the casinos locally so it's like yeah what are they gonna do fort mcdowell arena you know i mean it's that's the only one i feel like hasn't named anything out here so it's gonna be interesting to see what they name it and i think it's time that we start to come up with some different names so one thing that we did today is we reached out to all of our you know followers on twitter so again if you're not following us please do it at suns jam on twitter and instagram and we simply asked that question if you could rename the the arena in which the suns play what would you call it and you know what Twitter never disappoints, Matthew. Some good results. Never disappoints. Oh, fantastic results. <laughs> fantastic. So let's go through a few of these and see if uh, see if they're worthy, okay? All right. So, so we started with like our own. Uh, I, the first one I put in there is the bubble. And then a few other people on Twitter actually said the bubble. And obviously the reason for that yeah. is when we were in the bubble, we were undefeated. So clearly if we just name our arena the bubble, we will go undefeated in there. It, by proxy, that's just how it should happen. Yeah, definitely, dude. Oh, I'm sorry that you're gonna go to the next one, but honestly, I want to get your takes on these. Well, how would they make any money off of the bubble? (laughs) Like that would have nothing to do with anything, so that would never work. But that would be pretty sick. The the same way that Dodger Stadium makes money off of Dodger Stadium, 
Yeah, that's the Dodgers, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. Okay, what about Pornhub Arena? Oh, all right, can... Dad. Dad, shut it off. Dad, <laughs> shut this thing off. Oh, man, we just went to PG-13. Ah. Yeah. Well, you could you could call it the hub. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm headed to the hub. It's like, what? I mean, rumor has it that Pornhub wants to do this they do. Eventually somewhere. They will. Not with our arena, hopefully, but somewhere. Hopefully my mom's ready to, ready to, <laughs> laid to rest when that happens, because I don't want that to happen. Hey mom, where are we going tonight? Oh yeah, we're going down to Pornhub Arena. What, yep. son? Yeah, we don't we don't need any of that. No, we don't need that. Uh, okay, this one actually came up a few times on Twitter, and this is one that you put in here. Yes. Why don't we just call it America West Arena again? <laughs> Perfect, right? They're still around, aren't they? No. Oh, they're not. No. <laughs> okay. you, uh, America West Airlines. America West Airlines was purchased by I U.S. Know. Airways, I'm just so kidding. that's okay. why that whole thing happened no uh hooters arena hooters that's my idea why why'd you put that one in there because booker's taking the boys out to hooters after every win he actually broke down that whole um scenario how he actually um came up with that i guess his dad after playing in uh i don't know if it was just a tournament or he used to play like in the aau league um he used to go after a win they used to go to hooters his dad and the team so that's why he was saying that so i think hooters would have been perfect dude <laughs> Hooters Arena. I mean, it makes sense. Isn't there still one downtown? I've actually never been to a Hooters. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I've never been to one. I think I'm just a little too scared. Man, when I was in the we army, that was like nervous. that was like where we would go. Wherever you are, you're like, where's the nearest Hooters? And we would go there because <laughs> yeah. uh, their wings are really, really good. Are they? Uh, there, there, is go. a Hooters, there is a Hooters downtown. It's, it's not too there. far. It's Yeah, it's right across from the Sheraton downtown. Okay. So it's right in that little complex there. Uh, I actually heard... Uh, somebody was live streaming with Booker the other day, and they were asking him the best place to get wings, and he said Hooters. <laughs> yeah, and then he—I think that's when he explained the story why he yeah. said the Hooters thing. So that was pretty funny. So okay, Hooters Arena. Okay, well let's uh, <laughs> let's throw some shout-outs to our listeners and on Twitter and see what they said. So we have at Scott NFL twenty two said Squaw Peak Park, which I can get. You know, Squaw Peak is yeah. the former name of Piestawa Peak, located in Central Phoenix, part of the Phoenix Mountains. So understandable there but he, i also like uh the pink taco arena that was going to be the cardinals right their yeah. um, stadium at one time that was the running joke back when they were before they named it the university uh of phoenix in glendale which is upig which is now yeah. state farts state farm stadium state farts <laughs> state farts state farts stadium right. uh they were, they were they were looking to rename it and they were talking about pink taco was actually it's a restaurant that comes from california and they had put a location in Scottsdale, and then they yeah. were looking to add the naming rights, or at least that was the running joke back then. Of course, that restaurant got shut down like three years later because everyone in mm -hmm. Scottsdale was upset with the naming of Pink Taco, and they're like, well, it's a little too suggestive. I'm like, for Scottsdale, really? Yeah. Are we rating these, though, these these names? Yeah, let's go I'm, for I'm, it. I'm, I'm kind of a like big rating rater. Stuff. I rate okay. things all day long. So Pink Taco Arena, out of 10, what do you give it? I give it a six. I give it a, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say six and a half. Oh, whoa. Okay. That's yeah. pretty good. I think it's pretty funny. It would never work though, Too just sim simply because pink taco isn't around in Arizona anymore, but it's okay. funny. So for funny points, I give it 1.5 on top of the five, which is the average. All right. At breaking bad zero one said state 48 arena. Now state 48 is a clothing line. I know that they have partnerships uh, with the Dimebacks. At least I have a couple of shirts that they've given away during promotions and things of that nature. What do you think of State 48 Arena, Matthew? It really rolls off the tongue. I actually like that one. I'm going to give that one a sizzling seven Ooh. out of ten. Sizzling seven. Sizzling? Dude, it was like 60 degrees in Phoenix today. Nothing sizzling, and this it, is it's fantastic. It's still warm. Golfing, you still have to take your jacket off to golf. So Really? 
Yeah. I didn't realize it was that warm. What time did you go this morning? Oh, I wasn't golf. I was just watching people golf. They're taking mm. the jackets off. I'm like, it must <laughs> not be that cold. <laughs> oh, man. Well, State 48 Arena, I give that like a nine. I really like that idea. I think that'd be a great. I like that one. Yeah, that's that's you good. Know, so State 48, if you're out there and you're listening, I hope you have enough money. Millions and millions of dollars. I hope you, you know, from an apparel company, you've taken it to the next level, that you've gone on to Shark Tank. Mark Cuban got behind you. He's put a lot of uh, capital into your your company and you keep growing because State 48 Arena would sound amazing. It would. All right. Next is from at, uh, I'm always bad with names, Am Morrissey. Sarver sold the Suns Arena. I said. I give that one a nine. Just uh, I'll take one away just for hope this season. You know, I want a little bit of hope that things turn around with him. So I'm gonna give it a nine. <laughs> well, he has had kind of his hands off the operation for the past couple of years, and good things have happened. But I think if I woke up tomorrow and somebody said, "Hey, listen, Robert Sarver sold the Suns," I would start dancing in the streets like Biden just won the presidency. Mm-hmm. I would be out there honking my horn, singing songs of praise because mm-hmm. he just the reputation that Robert Sarver's had doesn't help the Suns. It only hurts the Suns. So naming the arena after the fact that he sold the Suns, I'm kidding. That's like a three. I mean, it'd be really weird to name your your arena after the guy who just left, but <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right, this one from Espo on Twitter. Calangelo Coliseum. That's beautiful, right? It is. I give that That's- one a 10. Yeah, that's a 10. Yeah. It, it would never happen, but if it would, that'd be just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you, you might be able to like name the court after Jerry, call it like Angelo Court. Oh, saw, yeah. You know, so I know a lot of places have a little have, silhouette of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's it, it's like down at U of A, it's like Lute Olsen Court, I think. It's Lute and whatever his wife's name is. Forgive me. I forget. But, okay. you know, there's a possibility there. All right. How about at A Rodriguez 23? And not, 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 Actually, Alex not A Rod. No, okay, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but he's got Circle K Arena, so that way K Ray and EJ can say, "Welcome to the Purple Circle," live from downtown Phoenix. Okay, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Circle K, they got the money, so Circle K, K Arena. What yeah. do you think? I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I went to one today. That place is pretty cool. Have you been to one? Oh my god! So, okay. You, you want to hear a funny story? It's not funny, but. So probably about an hour ago, I knew that we had the podcast. And what do I do at the beginning of every podcast, Matthew? Get a beer. I crack open a beer. But I was out of beer because I was drinking a lot of beer last night because I was watching the Notre Dame Clemson game. And I decided to go to the Circle K not too far from my house. I go up there and I pull the door and the door's locked. I was like, locked at a Circle K? What's going on here? And I see there's a guy working in there. And then he comes over and he puts up a sign, puts it on the window, says, just got robbed. Oh, wow. Uh, Why you're Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I'm not, my neighbor is not as good as I thought it was. Wow, dude. So you so, just missed it then, huh? I just missed it. So I went across the street. There's like a Chevron. Mm-hmm. I actually went, I ran an errand and then I came on the way back yeah. and I, and I talked to the guy there and I was like, Hey man, they got robbed across. The street. He's like, yeah, they took $500 and two packs of cigarettes. Damn dude. So is that part of the training when you work in circle K as a cashier? It's like, so when you get robbed, make sure you lock the door and you have this sign ready to give to customers. Oh, no. saying, Just got it, robbed. He, he had handwritten the sign. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it was something like where you flip like an open closed sign. Yeah, like, no, just not Rob. Sorry, Robbed. sir. <laughs> but that's what you get at Circle K. So yeah. crazy you asked me if I've been to Circle K. I tried to go to one today and it had just been robbed. That is nuts. Unfortunate. But uh, everybody's safe. The police were there. Um, and when I drove back by, I went to the Chevron. So everybody's safe there. But shout out to A. Rodriguez for that one. All right. Next up, we have at Jake Grader 
AZ, the Purple Palace. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, I like it. I'll give it an eight and a half. Yeah, I give it eight. I'll give it an eight. Just a simple eight. Just a simple like eight. 8. I mean, point two seven. It's funny you call it the Purple Palace, but now like all the seats are black, so I want to be very purple mm, anymore. So. Yeah, very true. And the, they've really done a good job embracing the orange. Okay. Yeah. How, how about this one at Garrett B Rock Liquid Gold Arena in honor of Velveeta. Mm. Liquid Gold Arena. Imagine that having of, that be the name of the, your arena downtown. Does that make you kind of like gag? Barf? I don't know, it makes, yeah, it makes me like sick to my stomach. I don't know why. Well, I hate Velveeta. So oh, this, yeah, you do hate Velveeta. Yes. I don't mind I, it, but it just sounds gross. Liquid Gold Arena? I don't know. Yeah, your mom always makes nasty. something with Velveeta, right? What's her dish with Velveeta? Um, Velveeta, what is she? Velveeta shells and cheese? What does she make with Velveeta? I feel like it's a, it's a salsa it's a or something. It's a dip. Yeah, it's a it's dip. A cheese dip with Velveeta. Yeah, it's famous, yeah. but John hates it. So yeah, we, mentioned, I, we mentioned my mom three times already in this pod. So Well, let's mention her one more. Every time there's family birthdays, there's two things she always gets that I hate to, I, as well, and that's uh, carrot cake and cheesecake. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, Sorry, Mom. John's yeah. not invited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just get an ice cream cake, man. I don't know. Like I'm carrot okay. cake, I don't like it. Cheesecake, sorry. I can't stand it. Velveeta, gross. I'm sorry. You're down on the list dude, of people we worry about in the family. So now, now you are. <laughs> <laughs> After complaining so much. <laughs> Damn, I was high up there. I worked very yeah. hard. It took me years to get to the top of that list. All right, let's continue down our list. This is from at the only Jay Schneck, Cotton's Complex. I really like okay. a lot of these names that our, our Twitter followers have come up with because they're yeah. honoring the suns. You know, Cotton's Complex, Colangelo Coliseum, um, Pink Taco. I mean, they're all honoring yeah. the suns in same some way, shape, or form, as does the next one. At Flippin' DN, Valley Boys Brothel. God. Well, Jeez. yeah, that can just be one of the 5,000 bars that are in the new arena. They can name that the Valley Boys Brothel, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, Seriously, yeah. there's a lot of bars in there. I'm sure they're running out of names right now. So this yeah, might be catch on. Under under the stands. Steve Holler in chat. Geez, John doesn't like his mother-in-law. You're right. I don't like her. I love her. My mother-in-law is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. <laughs> Whenever I get sick, she has some sort of elixir that she sends home with Shannon to give me to get me well. I don't I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it's like silver, it's like werewolf syndrome, like silver stuff you put down your throat and it and it worked. Yes. It, and it, it cured COVID for you. Yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> I never had the vid. I just, well, I just don't know. Sore. Yeah, this is true. I'd never, but anyways, I just don't like the food that she makes. No, I'm just kidding. She makes great food. <laughs> 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 All right. Continuing uh, at Iggy, Iggy G 79, the Chipotle yeah. bowl. That just sounds delicious. I give that like a yeah. seven just because it sounds good. That is really cool. I like that one a lot. Um, I think I give that one an eight. I yeah. wouldn't mind that Chipotle Arena, even like I, I guess it's fine. Everyone loves Chipotle. Mikel Bridges loves Chipotle, so if Mikel yeah. Bridges loves it, then we all love it, right? Oh, but how many commercials would we see of Mikel Bridges promoting Chipotle in between? I mean, that's the other thing you have to think. Like, whatever this yeah. new sponsorship is going to be, you are going to see a million commercials, yeah. just like we of the Talking exactly. Stick Resort Arena. I just got tired no. of watching like people gambling. Very attractive people gambling at Talking Stick Resort Arena because that's not what like all that. it was. It's Have not. You, been- you go in. Yes, I've been to uh, both of the Talking Sticks. There's two of them. You go in. It's just like depressed people and like fuck boys. Yeah, I mean, but that's fine. I mean, if you're that way, good for you. At least you know your place in life. Like, I love it. 
<laughs> I'm just walking through. I'm like, I just can I use the bathroom oh, I, real quick? I just wish I knew how to gamble like them. So <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All right. Uh next one up at Quanway Tan, Barclays Center, a play on Barclays Center. That that's cool. Yeah. That's that's creative. I would give that a 10 just for the creativity. I'll give it a I'll give it a hard nine. Hard nine. That's from Nikki Tan. So shout out yeah. to Nikki Tan. I like this one. This is from at producer Wes. Lemonade, lemonade like grandma made arena. Oh, that guy, huh? Like, that's a 10. <laughs> like that yeah. guy is awesome, man. I give it a nine. I give it a nine just because like it he shouts it's it's beautiful, but he was like shouting it in my ear one time trying to go to the bathroom, and it's just that's that's down a notch, all right. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it was right in my ear. But yeah, it has he's, the, he's pretty funny. So for those of you who've never been to any local Arizona uh there's spring training games, everything. You have this one guy who walks around. He's like, lemonade, lemonade, like grandma made. Yum, yum, get you some. And it's just like, <laughs> it makes everybody laugh. Yeah. And then nobody buys lemonade. I feel bad for him because like nobody buys lemonade. But he has come up behind me. Like he'll come out and like, I'll be watching the game, looking over, you know, to my right. And he's over my left ear and I don't see him. I'll sort of boom right in your ear. And yeah, it'll startle you. It'll make you drop yeah. your beer. And you're like, well, I guess oh, I need well. to get a lemonade, my friend. And then it makes you rethink a lot in life. Just that confidence he has. It's like, ah, when will I have that? So <laughs> he just how do you, how does how does he keep his voice going for that long? Like yelling and screaming for that know. long. I do it after like one game, and like I'm hoarse for a week. Yeah, you're out of you call out of work the next day. So. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, that's because of hangovers. All right, next yeah. up we have at Chad Nine Smith, and he says if we're going to go corporate naming rights that are Phoenix based as a part of the prerequisite, then he's got three for us. Okay. First solar arena, which I can kind of see. That'd actually be interesting. Yeah, it'd be Sprouts cool. Sprouts Center. Mm. And one of the ones that's probably the most likely to happen is Carvana Arena. Yeah, seriously. I could totally see that happening. I could yeah, I can. Yeah. Um it would be something that Honestly, it would be kind of cool. I, I worked there for three months. It was a great experience. So that's why I was there for only three months. But yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually looking for a car there recently too. <laughs> and then you just ended up getting hired? What happened? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, went, you, you went in to get a car. You got hired for three months. And you're like, oh shit, I, I need a car. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Like this, this, I, the sales are so three, good, you end up I, working there. No, I worked there for three months and I quit. And now I want to buy a car from there. So it's kind of the opposite. So mm. just to make myself look better. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, <laughs> Carvana is based in Tempe. I like that one. And uh, yeah, I think that one's actually something that's very plausible. And then the last one we have, and again, thank you to everybody who went on Twitter and answered this one. And I'm sure there's still some people answering them out there. Uh, this is from at Sam knows things. And he said, fuck the Lakers arena has a nice name to it. And I like that. I like that too. I mean, yeah. what's wrong with that one? That's a 10 dude, maybe 11. I think, I think the only thing that's wrong with it is it's like a inferiority complex. Like the Lakers show up and they're like, really? Like you put Lakers in your name for us. Yeah. Like, and then they on. just beat us. They whoop our butts. <laughs> Le- LeBron's just dunking on us. AD's over there, you know, just hitting jump shots from half court. Yeah. And they're, they're like, fuck the hoop. I know so. exactly. But yeah, we'll stay see. away from that name. We'll see what happens in, you know, moving forward again. The only true thing that this is going to affect us is maybe, you know, uh, uh, some people said, you know, PayPal being involved with it. That's something you can already see, seeing as they have a sponsorship currently with the Suns. But it's just going to be interesting, you know. If, if you get a cool arena name, it's just, you know, it, it makes, you know, it was TSR Arena. Like, that's what I always called it, you know. TSR, Talkie Stick Resort Arena. It was just, it was always too long. So I like the ad- abbreviations, like the Bob Bank One Ballpark, or like AWA, America Western Arena. So hopefully the Suns find somebody who is uh, worthy to put their name on the yeah. board. 
Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. All right. You want to talk about what Bleacher Report put out? Yes. What's next with Bleacher Report? Bleacher Report. I swear. Thank you for the shitty content that they give us during times when the Suns aren't playing. (laughs) So they have how every NBA team can fix its biggest weakness. This is an article they put out a couple days ago. And when it came to the Suns, they identified the weakness for the Suns as paint protection. This is what they wrote. DeAndre Ayton's defensive development has been a bit more rapid than anticipated, but the Phoenix Suns still have a long way to go as a team on that end of the floor. They were 17th in points allowed per 100 possessions, thanks in part to the fact that 37.8% of their opponent's shots came at the rim, the, the sixth highest mark in the league. Now, once those shots were taken, the Suns actually did a pretty good job defending them. Their opponent's field goal percentage at the rim was 12th in the NBA, an indication that bigs are uh, bothering the drivers. The problem may have as much to do with the perimeter defenders. Ricky Rubio adds value with his steals, but staying in front of many of the league's point guards is a challenge for him in ISO. Devin Booker's defense has always been an issue. In theory, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Mikel Bridges have the length and athleticism to deter slashers, but they can't play 48 minutes per contest. When they're both Mm -hmm. in the game, Phoenix allows 108.9 points per 100% possessions, 69th percentile. So, as I read that whole thing to you and I'm I'm glad that you stuck around because uh, <laughs> that that you know I, I feel like I'm gonna just tuck in tonight and let me read you something that Bleach Report. I don't understand. They said our weakness is, is paint protection. I'll, I'll start with this, Matthew. Do you think that paint protection <laughs> is the Suns' biggest weakness? No, I don't. And the first thing I got from this is like, what did I write this article? I just contradicted myself. It's like I'm writing about paint protection, but you're talking about you no, know just the perimeter piece, not that. But actually, they're young and they're gonna get better. So it's just. It's pretty weak in that in that part, but honestly, the paint protection thing is maybe last year you can write it when DeAndre Ayton was a rookie or the year before. I mean, when he was a rookie, that was obviously something that was an issue. But him developing the way he did on defense cleared a lot of that up. And we talk about Mikael Bridges, how long he is, and Kelly Oubre not, and they can't play forty eight minutes. It's like, yeah, they actually do. When one's not in the game, the other one would be in the game. So you have that. Plus, they're talking about perimeter with, of course, Devin Booker is not good on defense, but that's maybe something he can clear up this next season, which he might be able to do, but he's a little bit shorter in the arms. He's not as long as maybe he should be if he's going to be a defender. Um, Ricky Rubio, of course, has a hard time standing in front of people, of course, but besides that, he can steal the ball. But the defensive part, I don't think it's really... I don't see really anything but maybe adding somebody to help on the perimeter. That would be a weakness, but that's like a lot of teams, though. A lot of teams Mm -hmm. need that extra defender, so it's like... The weakness itself for the Suns, and I don't know if you would agree, it might just be that they need help off the bench or something like that. But what would you think would be the biggest weakness? Well, first off, I mean, the story itself is unbelievably contradictory. It's like, hey, they paint protection is their problem, but, you know, because they allow the six month people to get to the rim. But then from there, like, they have a hard time scoring. So, from a weakness standpoint, I think there's two weaknesses that the Suns really have. Bench depth is like most teams. You know, we just we don't have that consistency off the bench from a scoring standpoint. So that's something I've talked about perhaps going after in the draft. It's something that, you know, maybe a free agency we can shore up. But that's one thing we definitely need to do is have the ability to have sustained scoring coming off the bench in those times where Devin Booker's sitting down. And then yeah. I just think the ability to switch, you know, the athleticism to to effectively defend when switches occur is something that the Suns could get better at. You know, when Ricky Rubio gets switched whoever he's rolling with is going to own him. I mean, he's just not a, yes. that big of a guy. He's not an athletic enough to do it. And the way you kind of counter, counter that is what it mentioned in the article. It's like, you got Mikael Bridges, you got 
you know, Kelly Oubre, we have Cam Johnson. We have these long wings. So yeah, we do. I feel like bench depth is probably the Suns' biggest weakness. Yes, that's perfect. And it's bench depth, like scoring, right? Basically, because yes. you have Cam Johnson, but you can't really rely on him too much just because he's still young and he's probably going to be only consistent like maybe one every four games. But besides that, you need some more help. Dario Saric will come out, <clears throat> excuse me, and whoop, whoop some butt, dude. Like back that big butt down. But besides that, he can give you one every three games too as well. But you just need help off the bench, I think, scoring. That would be the biggest weakness I can see in the Suns. Like that's the first thing that comes off the top of my head, right? Or yeah. your head too as well. But yeah, I mean, if I sat there and I really broke down the numbers, I'm sure I could find plenty of other weaknesses. Weaknesses uh, Again, perimeter defense, that's a lot of teams in the NBA. I feel like the Suns fall right in the line with that. We've always had issues with perimeter defense and just given up too many threes. But yeah, I think it's pretty simple. And I think that Bleacher Report just completely missed it. I think so too, man. Uh, <laughs> again, but that's just this thing with, like, with them writing these articles. It's just like... Um, we watched maybe a couple games, you know, we know Aiden improved on defense and so it's like the last thing we can think of is just defense and perimeter. I don't even know. I don't know how they come up with these things because you don't watch them full time. So it's, it's hard for these writers to really be so in depth unless they're studying these teams every game. And that's impossible. Yeah. They probably watched the game when Deandre Aiden was out. They're like, Oh yeah, clearly they need to more depth. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. He was suspended, you know, 25 games, man. Like give him, give him a break there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's talk about some things that are going on in the NBA in thoughts. Um, brains? Yeah, so it's official. December 22nd. It's funny because we, were, we weren't we were sure when they were going to announce it. They were supposed to announce it on Thursday while we were doing our pod. We were talking about it. And then we ended our pod, and like 10 minutes later, it's like breaking. You know, December 22nd is going to be the first yeah. day. And I was like, of course. That's how it is. Like, literally, once this podcast is done recording, something's going to happen in the NBA. I mean, that's just how it goes. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it this upcoming Thursday on our next podcast. But I guess I'll just start with this, Matthew. Yay or nay on the fact that December 22nd is the starting date for the NBA? I would say yay, just because that's what we talked about last pod is just getting the season started so that they can save the NBA, basically uh, help them in money-wise. And that's, that's what's going to happen. And it does suck in a way because you're not going to have summer league and all that. or not. It wouldn't be summer league, but just a, a chance for the rookies and free agents really to get together and just find some chemistry before the season starts. But that's the way this is going to be. And I think every team's going to be going through it, just like in the bubble, like everyone has the same experience. So there's you can't really complain in a way because everyone's going through it. So I think it's going to be okay. I'm excited. I, I think by the time Christmas comes around, players and teams will be ready to play and they'll be rested. And I think it's going to be okay. What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, now that it's official, yeah, if you get drafted on the 18th of November here in 10 days, like you're going to be on a, your, your season starts in a month. Like you have to get ready, get into the, it's going to be happening so fast. Cause what happens when all new rookies come, uh, they got to hit the local media circuit. So they're going to go on, on Burns and Gambo. They're going to, you know, interview with all the different media outlets, you know, Dave King and Espo and all those guys at the Sun Solar Panel. So congratulations to them. If you guys didn't hear, they're now with uh, Fox Sports Arizona. They're like the official podcast of Fox Sports Arizona, which is fantastic. Shout out to the Bright Side of the Sun guys. Um, but like, that's what you have to do when you're a rookie. And then, but normally, you know, you go through like the training camps and you go through the summer league and you get kind of acquainted to the team, the system. And it's like, it's going to happen so fast. That's one thing that as we sit there and we talk about all these different draft prospects, one thing that we have to take into account is we're not going to get the instant results we're necessarily 
predicting because it's going to be so fast in such an adjustment period for these guys. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them haven't played basketball in a competitive manner since February. I mean, so, or March in some cases, but I mean, like, it's going to be really interesting now that, that the season is officially happened on December 22nd to yeah. see how effective these rookies are truly going to be next year as they try to grow into their new systems. You're right. And I think, is it this year, the last year we have our G League team, or are they already gone? No, I think we still have them this year. We, and okay, then next so this year, might be a good year to have it just because you don't know how things are going to go with the rookies uh, developing that way. You can put them on the G League team and actually get things going. But then I don't know if that would hurt things too as well because you can go back and forth saying these um, these rookies can come in and play with the team and get that chemistry going right away or else they can get reps in and with uh, the, NAU, <laughs> the NAU team, our G League affiliated team. But yeah. Either way, I feel like you're, it's going to kind of suck in a way, but it depends who you draft to. If you're drafting the second round and you're just looking for long-term, maybe to develop somebody, that would mm -hmm. suck. But if someone's going to come in too as well and just give you instant impact, then it might work out. I just It's, it's going to be a weird, weird season, man. Well, that's going to be the real hard thing about this draft is not a lot of these guys necessarily are instant impact guys. There isn't that Luka Doncic or that DeAndre Ayton or, you know, that Zion or Jod, these guys who it's like, yeah, they're going to be in your starting lineup, you know, as a rookie or, you know, halfway through your, your first season. A lot of these guys are building block guys. So their development is going to be stunted due to the, the ex how fast this league is going to be moving this year. It's going to be really interesting to see how that is actually going to play out in their arenas in a muted season. So I also think it's going to be a very interesting how free agency works because free agency in theory is supposed yeah. to be the 20th or to, through the 22nd. Um, you know, the, the date isn't firmed up there, but the same thing, like if you're a guy who is a free agent this year, it's like you are going to get, become a free agent, sign with a new team, pack your shit, move into, and like training camp starts December 1st. So, I mean, it's going to be so fast-paced, you know. So, I really hope that these guys enjoy the really slow play pace that 2020 has provided because it's going to be gangbusters for these guys. You know, we talk about it yeah. from a Suns podcast standpoint. Like, oh, it's great because we get all this, you know, fun content. There's going to be so many moving parts. There's going to be so much to talk about. So, make sure you tune in, you know. But for these guys as human beings, like, imagine if that was you. You're like, okay, listen, I'm a free agent. Uh, I start my new job on the 20th, and – I have to be like performing at the highest level possible in a month or less in a brand new environment. It's just going to be yeah. very interesting how it's going to be approached by all these guys. Yeah, but also too, I think the NBA knows that and they're going to make it a little bit easier. Hey, Raymond, uh, how about them Cowboys? But they're going to make it a little bit easier on uh, on everybody, I think, with the scheduling, you know, with the baseball scheduling they're going to do. But everyone's in the same pickle too as well. So there's nothing... I feel like expected more from one person than the other. You know what I mean? They're going to be in it together, just like the bubble, like I said. So I'm actually just excited. I think once things start going, just like the bubble itself, where we didn't know what to expect, but it turned out awesome. I think the season will probably be pretty awesome too as well. Oh, it always is. I mean, that's the beauty of basketball is no matter what happens, uh, it's, it's a beautiful sport and these guys are top-notch athletes, world-class athletes, and they perform given all their the circumstances that might be stacked against them. So yes, I, uh, I know it's not basketball related, but how about Notre Dame and how about ASU? Yes. I will. <laughs> you know, it, it sucks because ASU, they look really, really good and they lost the game, but I like the way their team looks. It's just USC got really lucky in that team in that game. Usually I don't do that. Like luck. Every team needs luck to win, but they got super lucky in that game. ASU is the better team. I feel like they should have won, but Notre Dame, dude, first number one, and then everyone storming the field. I'm all yeah. about that. 
Yeah, this is not a good weekend for COVID, man. Between people dancing in the street following Biden's victory and people dancing all around South Bend, Indiana. I mean, everybody's just getting together and, you know, they're party. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it was, this was a party weekend, man. Especially, it's not good because, like, all the cases throughout the entire country were spiking regardless. And now yeah. this is going up. So, I know. Uh, ASU, what I liked about them is, and we talked about this last night, is they, they look big. I mean, they don't yeah, normally. They do. They're they normally like a team, athletes. yeah, but like big. Like normally, when you go up against SC, SC and Stanford are two teams that are just huge. They got big guys on both sides of the ball, and yeah. ASU look big. I was like, all right, Herm, you know, way to go, Marvin Lewis. Like, let's get some guys <laughs> in here who can compete, and that's fun to see. And then, of yeah. course, I'm, I'm a huge diehard Notre Dame fan. That was fantastic to beat the number one team in the country. They're now second overall in the polls. Uh, again, I know a lot of people really don't care about. Um, uh, College you know, football, yeah, yeah college football, no or does. or the Notre Dame Fighting <laughs> Irish. Um, well, you know, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> and we're all that matters, right, John? <laughs> yeah, well, it's our podcast. Yeah, you know, uh, Vincent in the chat, watch out for my Purdue Mo- Boilermakers. Oh, we're we're watching out for him. Yeah, you know, I had I had one friend though who's giving me shit. He's like, well, you know, he, what what did he say? He said, uh, oh, he said like no respect. Was no, that wasn't his phrase. No respect. Uh, what did he say? It was something along the lines like it doesn't matter no Dame win because they didn't beat Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, listen, yeah. dude, like it's a defense, though, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we dropped 47 points on Clemson. We we held the ACC's all time leading rusher to 1.5 yards per carry, and the kid who backed up Trevor Lawrence threw for like 400 yards and two touchdowns. He looked touchdown. pretty good. He looked Big pretty darn good. Arm. Big guy yeah, with so, an arm. But anyways, uh, when's the win? A win is even a win. though I just said ASU got cheated out of win. A win, a win, a win is a win, and a loss is a loss. Yes. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about one of my favorite segments. And I don't know if this technically qualifies, but you know what? I think that we'll go ahead and we'll throw it in there and just uh, see what you think. Dumb trade of the week. Obviously, everybody's talking about Devin Booker and uh, NBA trade rumors. A gentleman named Nico Martinez put this out a couple days ago. He said, the perfect blockbuster trade. Devin Booker to the Celtics. For Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and the f- number 14th overall pick. What do you think of that? Is that a dumb trade or is that actually even? Look at this face. Is this, look- do I look mad? This is my mad face. No, this is, dude, honestly, this would be Bill Simmons' like wet dream, honestly, because you would <laughs> yeah. get Booker is better than any player on that Celtic team. He's better than Jason Tatum. Even a Jason Tatum straight up for Booker trade, that would be probably. I would be very upset about that because I think Booker oh, yeah. is a high, more highly talented player than Jason Tatum. But uh, so if you're not getting that, plus maybe some more, then any trade would be ridiculous. So it definitely gets the dumb trade of the week stamp of approval because I completely yes. agree with that, man. Devin Booker, Jalen Brown. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Brown, very nice player, uh, uh-huh. good small forward, Marcus Smart tenacious guy but i think his contract's coming up soon and the number 14 pick i don't want any fucking draft picks in this no draft picks. Like, no picks yeah no picks so unless you're trading back but no yes yeah, yeah. sorry i got peed there i didn't mean to get so peed it's okay it's just settle down you know it's All okay right. you know but I, for those of you who are who are watching whether it be on facebook twitter or youtube like you got to see matthew's mad face so, yeah. and it was not good it was like it's me when hard. i get Velveeta cheese when your mom hands me a plate of Velveeta cheese and you have to eat it and i have so to nice. eat it i just get yeah because she's such a sweetheart i mean her name is rose like do you know anyone named rose who's a dick no yes actually there was a rose girl yeah really yeah 
I think you're lying. I think I'm you're just swear. trying. To, yeah. I swear. You just like they to contradict exist. me sometimes. <laughs> well, let's hit our mailbag. How about that? Okay. Yes, let's do it. You want to do some mailbag questions, Matthew? Yep. Okay. So uh, for those of you who don't know, you can email these to us, sunsjamsession at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, sunsjamsession.com. There's a comment area right there, and you can leave us these questions. So let's go through this. Uh, This one comes from The Vengeance, and he says, how good would Boris Diaw Diaw be in today's league, Matthew? Well, it's if you go back and watch Boris Diaw, it's it's fun to watch him because at the time I don't feel like we really respected how much he helped us win mm-hmm. until he went to the Spurs, won a championship, of course. But going back and you watch him, it's like okay, now I get it. He was one of those players, not like DeAndre Ayton, but it was like, can he just be more aggressive? Sometimes he would dunk the ball and dunk it on three people. Like, why don't you do that more? It's because his game wasn't that way. He helped everybody around him. That's why he was three D. In this today's NBA, he what would you think if he were to come out of the draft this year? He'd be a top two pick, right? Um, I don't know. Just because athletically, he was never somebody who blew you away. And a lot of people look for athletics when it comes or athleticism when yeah. it comes to the modern NBA. So he was a guy who is a modern wing ahead of his time, but didn't really do it from an athletic standpoint. He had the ability to pass. He had the ability to rebound. He had the ability to see the floor. But none of those things were combine worthy they weren't something that you'd sit there and you'd look and you'd be like oh let me just look at the tape yep he's gonna be good i I feel like he'd be somebody who'd be a lottery pick and he'd come right around the 10th pick and that's kind of the guy that the Suns would take a stab at because i just feel like there's a lot of really good athletes in this this draft and i think that boris diaw would just fall down a little bit yeah no yeah i absolutely agree with you even though i just said top two pick (laughs) completely disagree again Jeez. yeah but i I also think like how would he be in the in the modern nba he'd definitely be a productive player you know he's somebody who's kind of that cusp in between you know the back end of his career was kind of ushering in the new nba he was a i think he was a part of that spurs championship team with Kawhi on it right yes he was yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the old Wiley vet at that point. Yeah, but still, like, so he's been around and he was still productive, you know. So a young, healthy Boris Diaw. He wasn't in even NBA. in shape. He was always out yeah, of shape. He would come in, his butt would be the biggest butt you'd ever seen in your life, and he would just, you know, come in there out of shape. He would get the job done, though. <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, our other one comes from Dahape uh, Shilpa, and he says, "If the Suns can trade for Chris Paul without giving up Kelly Oubre." Should we do it? Here's how the trade would work. Suns trade Rubio, Kaminsky, Jerome, 10th pick, and the Thunder trade Chris Paul. We would absorb the rest of Paul's contract in our cap space. We would still have $12 million left. Okay, so we've definitely talked about CP3 before, um, and you believe he's a good fit in Phoenix, correct? I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, and I think that he's somebody who I like the idea of him in Phoenix. I don't like the idea of the money with him in Phoenix. Here's what I, I got to say on this one, Okay. Uh, I know a lot of you who are Suns fans, you're very in tune with Suns Twitter. Uh, a lot of you know who Flex in Jersey is, and he's been you know, putting out some information out there that he has sources, and, and the Chris Paul thing might be gaining steam. We're all very kind of uh, aware of that, hyper aware of that, because anytime you have anything pertaining to the Suns and, and trades and you know a big name, it's like, well, hold on, we got to check out that. You know, you look yeah. at uh, our, one of our, our good listeners, Boyd. He's like, what's all that Flex CP3 chat about? You know, Boyd sees it as well. I'll just tell you this. Flex, uh, he's going to be on our pod on Thursday. Uh, we already had him scheduled to talk about some prospect reviews. So probably this upcoming Thursday pod and then perhaps even next Sunday as well because we have a lot of prospects to talk about. We're actually going to have Flex from Jersey on the Suns Jam Session podcast. So if you're interested in kind of hearing what uh, everything is going on, 
pertaining to CP3 and kind of what Flex knows, tune in on Thursday at 8 p.m. Arizona time because that's when we're going to have all that information out there for you. Uh, I think that he's a great fit with the team if it makes sense financially, which is, again, my biggest challenge with the whole thing because I don't know how it could fit. But I'd be interested to see how Flex sees it working. Uh, you know, he's been saying on Twitter he's really believes that this is the move that can help Devin Booker win now, and that's what's most important, and that there's two years left on uh, Booker's contract. So those are the two years you need to focus on. Stop stop trying to leverage, you know, five years from now in an effort to try to win right now. So thank you. We'll, we'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, I agree with all that, man. If I were to say, hey, I'll give you uh, 50 wins, but I got to take Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio. Would you say yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Yes. 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 That's Chris Paul. That's what's going to happen if we do get Chris Paul. So financially, of course, yeah, it might suck, but it might be something the Suns have to do. Well, and again, you know, I've voiced it before. My one fear is you do something like that, and Chris Paul at his age and tendency to be hurt could get hurt, and then you're up shit creek and you're relying on whoever we drafted number 10 potentially, you know, Kyra Lewis Jr. or – you know, but, I, just, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we don't know. That's the beauty of this. But everyone gets hurt, though. I mean, Kelly Oubre was hurt. He was out. Rubio got hurt this season, too, as well. I just, I don't like thinking, like, okay, he was hurt in the past. He's old. But still, I feel like he has three good years in him. So even if we got one good year out of him and then the player option, he decided to opt out, that's fine. We got the one good year, and then we got someone maybe behind him and Booker got better. Like who knows? Like I would take that chance over just worrying about someone getting hurt. It's exciting to think about the prospect though, of like a, somebody like Chris Paul coming here, a name that just everybody goes, hold on. What the fuck did Phoenix just do? Like when's the last time the entire league stopped, look towards Phoenix and go, what the fuck did they just do? Like it's been yeah. since like Steve Nash. I can't remember a trade since exactly. Steve Nash that like the whole league just was like, hold on. We got we to see what they're doing. But then they would be like, what do they just do? Oh, that's stupid. It's going to be that way. If the Suns do get Chris Paul, it's going to be like, that's stupid, bogus contract. I don't know what they're doing. They got rid of some guys that can probably help them down the line for four years. It's like, yeah, whatever. We'll see how this goes. Exactly. Whatever. We want, I, I, I'm interested to see if it occurs, and I'm really excited to talk to Flex on Thursday because I, I want to hear straight from him. It'll Flex be a is always three-hour pod. <laughs> probably, man. No, I love. We love having Flex on here. Uh, yeah. You know, awesome. fan, fan of the Flames. They typically have the other side of the Coast to Coast podcast. Uh, that's Daniel Duarte. He typically goes on their podcast, and Flex has been on ours. So we'll have him on here on Thursday. One last time, I said that. Uh, I think that's all I have, Matthew. Uh, are you watching anything new since Thursday last we talked? No, I'm not. Sorry, John. Nothing new. How about you? I do. I do have something new. The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Seven-part miniseries. It's fantastic. If you're looking for something to watch, it's about chess and some, like, girl prodigy. It's not – it's fictional. You By episode three, you're you're on your phone like, is this real? It's fictional, but it's really well done. It's shot very well. Uh, They actually talked about it on Bill Simmons' podcast, and it was really, really good. So I've been watching that, and I – think that's all i have for this podcast it looks like new orleans is now up 38 to nothing on tampa Holy bay uh tom poof. brady's thrown three picks um your boy uh, and because we are playing each other in fantasy now we are in, equals pick them up we are okay. we are in we are in two other leagues yeah. with each other and we didn't mention on last sunday's podcast but you fucking stomped my teeth in well i don't like to talk about fantasy i just i can't because if my teams i'm not even going to say anything i can't say <laughs> anything about my team because that's how it goes you say something good and then all of it goes to crap well, I don't care. <laughs> I'll say what I want to say. Okay. But you know what? I'm done. I got to go get I, another beer. I just want to remind everybody again, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram, you know, at Suns Jam. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you, put, you press subscribe. Make sure if you're, watch, if you're listening to this podcast 
on whatever platform you're listening to it via the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Hit subscribe so you get not only what we put out there, but also the Fanny of the Flames podcast crew. We appreciate it. Uh, this beer is empty. It's time to go crack another one. Matthew, have All a fantastic right. evening. Suns Jamsters, I appreciate you hanging out with us. All right. I'm going to Circle K to go steal some money and some more beer. Everyone go home and love your family, though. All right. <laughs>